of the other one, you probably will. All right, you guys ready? Let's fucking do this. Here we go. Let me pull up my fucking thing. Yeah. All right. Kelly, you wanna? Just kidding. <laughs> That's probably a copyright thing, right? It's this. Definitely. Gotta be. Though, who would come? I don't know who would come after us. They'd have to hear it first. Yeah, exactly. Wait. This is open domain. This is Let's open domain. <laughs> what? <laughs> what up, world? Welcome yes. to another episode. This is the Marine Corps version, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Damn right it is. You know why? Because I've listened to this particular recording on YouTube multiple times. Yeah, of We'd course love you to see it. Yeah, yeah. Love to see I it. have a crush on the conductor. You would. You would yeah. have a crush on the conductor. Um, well, that's going to yeah. mess up my Spotify. Uh, play. What? Anyways. I have a crush on freedom, John. That's why I listen to it. <laughs> Yo, play that punk version of, of the Battle Hymn of the Republic at my fucking funeral. Let's now we're talking. Go. Now we're yeah. talking. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, welcome, everyone. Today is February 22nd, uh, 2023, and it is 6.38 p.m mountain standard time welcome to episode number uh 184 damn i had to check what number we were on there for a moment 184 good number because i like the number 84 that was my number if uh in football and also in um, hockey at one point but then it also changed i think uh in the slot score 84 right no 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 it was, was in it the just there was there was I actually don't think I ever use it in that shh it might be used in passwords shh now everybody knows <laughs> no not anymore back in the day it's not anymore uh no it was snowboard bum 3000 and just in the slot score just straight up didn't even need any numbers after in the slot score oh that's so good we're talking about our aim profiles everybody that's AOL instant messengers for 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 the youngins out there it's out there <laughs> yeah it used to be a program you had to sign on to to text people over your computer system <laughs> yeah and your parents were super happy about you using it four hours out of the evening when you only had one phone line I saw this, <laughs> yeah I, I saw this thing on tiktok that was like the year is like 2001 like you just got home from middle school and you're logging on to aim and it was just like all these little things i had forgot like that where it's like hey honey i have to make a phone call oh, okay mom and like logging off like wow right it was that it was like that when you got up. that second phone line let's go <laughs> yeah yeah aim thanks. all night Aim all night, baby. Uh, that lovely voice over there is John Anderson in the Denver metro area. How are you doing? Oh, I'm just so peachy. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I got a telehealth thing here for a minute. I'm not going to tell anybody why, though, because I keep my medical history um, to myself. Stop the count. I'm beating Stu 11 to 1 or whatever in Let's fantasy go. hockey. So Let's go. Shut it down. <laughs> Look out! The spinoff, the spinoff podcast is happening. Uh, also, John Kelly in the Denver metro area. How you doing? Great. So good to be back. Really appreciate the energy tonight, John. I know we got great stuff to talk about, so I know that's why you're so peachy. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what we're we're talking? We're doing a whole recap on our fantasy hockey league, right? Like that's why I'm yeah. here. That's why we played Ooh. the battle hymn for the Republic. That's yeah, let's fun. fucking go, <laughs> team. <free. laughs> Yeah, as a commissioner of that league and as a guy who's almost in dead last and traded away all my good players, 
I don't really care what happens the rest of cool. the year. Well, I appreciate so. Nathan McKinnon because he's been playing well. So thank you. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Good business moves. It's good business moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm happy to trade old Marky Mark for uh for Mr. Mr. Brady Kachuk. So now the Kachuk brothers are back together on T5. That's neither here nor there. I am your hostess, the mostest, Tyler Grillo, out here, your Bay Area, California, West Coast correspondent. And tonight, since it's been a little bit, we're just going to do a little, each of us has a topic or two that we would like to talk about um, because lots of things have happened in the world. It's like a swirly fucking mess right now. Uh, So who would like to go first? I will. I've got something incredibly fun to um, talk about. Uh, It's something that we talk about fairly regularly, um, which is phenomenal. Um, I would like to read from Everytown's Instagram, uh, which is um, one of the leading anti-gun organizations in the country. Um, This was from one day ago. Um, They posted images of headlines uh, from the weekend. Uh, One dead and 10 wounded in Memphis shooting, officials say. That's from the New York Times. Infant girl among three dead in I-57 shooting that left three others injured. That's from the Chicago Tribune. Husband of housekeeper arrested over fatal shooting of Bishop in Los Angeles. That's from ABC. Nine children, including five-year-old, injured in Georgia shooting. That's from ABC as well. Suspect arrested after shooting along Mardi Gras parade route leaves one dead, four others injured, New Orleans police say. Yikes. There's more that I did not read. Um, We talk a lot about, basically we talk on this podcast when there is a mass shooting that makes news because there's actually a lot of mass shootings that do not make news. I witnessed one of them uh, when I lived in downtown Denver and it made local news, but not national news. And so I think that that's one thing, a lot of times people equate the gun problem in America with the mass shooting problem in America, and it's a much bigger problem. Guns include um, homicides, domestic violence, and also suicides, which is a gigantic problem. We have a much higher, quote unquote, successful suicide rate in the United States versus other countries because guns are much more effective at killing people than other typical methods of suicide. So um, I think it's important sometimes that we just take a moment to be like, wow, that's really fucked up. And we need to talk about this as an ongoing health problem that is happening happening continuously rather than a sporadic problem of mass shootings. So, uh, you know, sunshines and rainbows for everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. Well, I agree 100%, John. Um, I think the last time I saw the tally, it was somewhere between 75 and 80 mass shootings already this year in the United Mm -hmm. States, um, which, of course, outpaces the number of days we've even had in this year by triple, um, which is wild. Um, It's a crazy statistic. Um, It's uh, pretty unbelievable to think about the amount of gun violence that happens in this country. And we've talked pretty extensively about different policies and ways to approach this. and the, the clear answer is that there's too many guns. There's too many angry people with guns. Um, and so there's got to be a way to come to more compromise, right? Got to have more people talk about legitimate gun ownership rights. We need to have better training. We need to have better restrictions for people getting them. 
Uh, and, you know, uh, enough's enough. Maybe this is the year that there's finally some movement at the federal level and some state levels, but I doubt it with the Republican control of the House that anything will happen yeah. on gun rights. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and yeah. like, there's lots of things that we, you're never going to, no law is going to stop what we have and it's going to be a long arduous road but for example one thing that would go a long way is um safe storage laws uh safe storage laws would hopefully minimize uh the risk of minors um getting access to weapons both for suicide and for um you know homicide and so yeah, like that kid who shot his teacher yeah the, the six-year-old or whatever yeah. Yeah. um exactly and so like you know some people will say well you're just you know that's a drop in the bucket and it's like well to to that teacher's family it's everything in the world and so you know each life saved is is worth it um and so you know i think sometimes we get so disheartened by the mass of the problem that we feel helpless against it we need to recognize that we we can't eat the elephant all in one bite and we got to chip away at this and there's lots of opportunities to chip away at this yeah um and i think another one of those is going after the gun manufacturers right like they like just suing them into oblivion when these yeah, things goodbye. sort of happen um and like yeah just like generally um doing what we can to make gun ownership too expensive and like i don't like ultimately it's like i don't want just the rich to have guns or whatever but like what else do you do at a certain point i mean there's a lot of things there's also just like there's a lot of um gun buyback programs that you know are out there so lifting up those um but yeah as you both have said it's uh it's just sickening and and we have to continue to continue to be on it yeah we can't let i mean it has become normal unfortunately but like i we have a platform and i refuse to let it go unanswered so um we will keep coming back to this unfortunately um because it's going to continue to be a problem and as it continues to be it it, guns are the number one killer of college age kids in the country yeah yeah Yeah. guns are the number one killer of college age kids in the country and if it was you know um elephants were the number one cause of college age deaths we would ban the fuck out of elephants yeah i'm seeing billboards everywhere about how fentanyl is killing all these college age people and it's like cool one like one baby dies in a crib and four hundred thousand cribs are recalled right like we know how to do this as a country on a on scale we just don't for guns because of culture and culture culture has to change it has to change it has to be just like cigarettes right like i think cigarettes are a great analogy to this cigarettes used to be really fucking cool and then moms were like actually they're not and then boom there we go drunk driving same thing and so definitely um you know i think it is a cultural thing where people are like oh guns are really cool and and part of our responsibility is be like no they're fucking not or they're it's only cool when they're in a particular context and um you take care of them responsibly and otherwise you're a fuckhead yeah that's right that's right well from that lighthearted topic should we move on to another light light (laughs) lighthearted topic can we please great uh i can go next um i wanted to highlight just the um since we've been gone the the 
earthquake that happened in uh, Turkey and Syria. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, so it was like a 6.3, but then like nine hours later, something there was like a seven uh, something and um, just huge devastation. I think it's over 40,000 people have died. And I'm not sure if that count includes Syria, because I'm not sure the accuracy of the numbers coming out of Syria, given yeah. that it's a fucking totalitarian regime. Um and but there's like rebel held areas too. Yeah. It's really messy. Especially yeah. In Syria. Yeah. It's really messy as when anything happens. Um, unfortunately, like, I mean, I would say like anywhere in the world, it seems like regardless, uh, even in the U S when things happen in Puerto Rico or whatever, the funds that are supposed to go to the, and like get there, get uh, just so much of that gets like funneled out by organizations, by individuals, by people, stuffing their pockets um so we hope that the aid that's going there is getting to the people it needs obviously there's a lot of people on the ground who are doing the really intense recovery work um finding people but also finding bodies um and so we're just really honoring them and what they're up to and you know a big thing coming out of this is just like the infrastructure the code like you know a lot of buildings were not up to the codes there um they needed to be that caused needless death and um, it's just really sad that greed like that. And we see these things, you know, not, not, not to just bring everything back to the US, but because we are, we are in the United States and that's where this podcast is located. Like the crumbling infrastructure in the United States is becoming more and more a problem, right? And it seems that things like this, uh, natural disasters, whether climate change accelerated or not, are gonna continue to reveal those infrastructure um, issues. You know, like there was that building that fell in Miami, right? Then that yeah. was that was the code thing, you know, the water, right? Like the pipes, the pipes are, are starting to break down and lead's and getting into water. Bridges. Bridges, fucking bridges are falling. As a little bugaboo of mine, there is, and this was um, particularly pronounced in the first couple of years of the Trump administration, but when people are like, he's deregulating, the economy is improving. What that means is you're making building, buildings more susceptible to earthquake damage. Yeah. What it means is you no longer are able to certify that there isn't lead pipes influencing your water. Uh, regulation protects Train companies you. don't have to put the right brakes on, right, Ohio? Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like yeah. there are fucking consequences to quote unquote deregulation. Um, it isn't just an inherent good. Um, and it's actually really fucking helpful. And we want it in most cases. Yeah. 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 I don't know if this is Kelly, you were making a clever transition there to your point, but uh, what you brought the East Palestine uh, train derailment. Uh, I wasn't, but I think we should touch on it for yeah. sure. Um, Cause that's a pretty serious environmental problem that's going on in East Ohio right now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, we do not love it. Yeah, train derailment, a um, bunch of fucking toxic chemicals that are like airborne also fucking in the air telling people it's fine, it's fine. And then being like, actually, no, you should evacuate. And then being like, actually, it's fine. You can go back when it probably fucking wasn't fine. It was like a total shit show. Um, and yeah, and just fucking again. Uh, yeah, there'll the- be investigations for years about yeah. what exactly caused it, all of the environmental damage, all of the per- life and property damage that happened from it. I mean, it'll be one of those things in 10 years from now, you'll have people suing the company and state government, possibly the federal government for like cancer issues, stuff like that. This is going to be a long-term issue. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, and another example of why functioning government is important, not only just like a, a, a sufficient regulatory um, uh, complex, but also like having a competent government who is able to effectively and confidently respond to emergencies like this is really important. And so when you have, you know, there is a strain in our uh, polity that says government is bad inherently. Uh, but like, if you aren't able to have functioning government, you aren't able to respond to these types of things. That's right. So again, we should be investing in um, effective government. Yeah, yeah. Agreed with that. Yep. Well, uh, we are getting towards the end of our time because we're trying to keep it short. Um, and I guess I was going to start talking stuff about the Republicans and the start of the House and Marjorie Taylor Greene and announcements, but I think that would take us way over time. So why don't I just throw in real um, uh, And If you haven't been following it, just uh, take a look at any home news page. You can see plenty of stuff on that news. But um, here's one that may not have caught a lot of people, but there's two important Supreme Court cases that have been heard this mm. week about the future of internet regulation mm -hmm. and for carrying certain content on yeah. sites like YouTube and Facebook, um, Wikipedia, Google, um, and man, uh, I was listening to a podcast earlier today because uh, I hadn't caught it either until today. It, it, it has some pretty serious far-reaching consequences depending on what the Supreme Court justices decide. But basically in a nutshell, the idea of these cases is that can a, a YouTube or can a Facebook be held criminally or civilly liable for somebody who picks up content on their site and then acts on it? So think about like a terrorist video getting posted on YouTube, someone watches that video, carries out a terrorist attack and says, I did it because YouTube had it up. How, how liable are they for that? Um, so uh, basically they're gonna be reviewing laws written for the internet in 1996, way before yeah. Yeah. there was really yeah. an internet of discussion. <laughs> so um, if the free speech folks who don't understand that Twitter is a private company, if this goes a certain way, they're going to fucking riot. Yeah. Because yeah. if the Supreme Court holds that they're liable, content moderation is going to go fucking bananas. Through the roof. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah. there's going to be like 12 videos on YouTube. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be wild shit. And like, to be clear, um, I don't think that that's, well, okay, so private content moderation is a good thing, but yes. it can't be to the to the detriment of the company's money making model, which is what would happen. Well, if they... I guess it depends on the model, right? I guess it's like advertising, That's true but too. it's got to be responsible advertising. You can't just like advertise ISIS or whatever. Um, what what I think, and tech talk, y'all. Um, <laughs> tech talk. What needs to happen is we need a public. Twitter. We need NPR. We need an NPR of Twitter or something like that. A place that is publicly governed, publicly operated, where it really acts as a digital town square. And then we can have private companies that are liable for this kind of stuff in right. some reasonable way. And, right. and they can exist like other, you know, like uh, other cable news does or or whatever uh is probably where we're going but i think we do need a public 
digital town square. I think that's really important. I think that's something we should invest in as a society. And then we can all have really fun arguments about how to actually moderate that place. And that will right. be a full nightmare. But I think it's something we should do because that's in saying well, it another way, that's I, a country. I, I agree. Yeah. It's how people already view spaces like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all these places as public town squares when they're private businesses that are yeah. run for money. Um, yeah. And so it is different. And you're correct that it would be good to have a societal line in the sand, so to speak, um, that separates yeah. them. I like that idea a lot. I haven't thought about it in those exact terms. Yeah. yeah. NPR, digital NPR. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. It's super complex. And then because we are trying to keep it short, I will just say, I don't have the answer, Sway. I don't have the answers. <laughs> uh, so continue to listen to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's because we're not going to actually solve it. You know what? We're, we're about we're If about you have enough naivety and you got conviction, the answer can be perfect for you, Tyler. There you go. That's yes, right. Let's That's go. Right. Wise man once said that. John, you had one more, though? Oh, um, I guess I'll mention um, we're, we're around the year anniversary of Russia invading Ukraine. Um, it was really great to see Biden visit Kiev and hang out with Zelensky. Um, there was dueling speeches made by Biden and Putin. Biden's in um, Poland. Um, I think Putin's was from the fifth circle of hell. I'm pretty sure is where <laughs> that came from. <laughs> and um, he pulled out of the New START Treaty, which is, I, I believe, the last... Um, functioning yeah. nuclear non-proliferation treaty we had with Russia. That's an That's escalatory correct. measure, which is really bad. Yeah. Um, Biden gave a pretty confident speech and framed, as he's continued to frame this, as a fight between democracy and autocracy, which, by the way, I agree with. Um, yeah. And also think that that is a global uh, conversation we are having right now as a fucking species, honestly. And it is happening between countries and it's happening within countries. And um, we got to fucking win it. So Godspeed, everybody. <laughs> How's that? Figured we should wrap up. Yeah, we needed we needed the wrap up for sure. I think that's fine. Shablam!